0: Yeah, it was the yeah. first time i ever saw one and it's not like i immediately was like okay putting that in my mouth i
1: totally agree yeah like you're it like took scared me- it's like a monster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i told you the first time i saw a vagina i was like i'm not going in there Dear
0: shandy. welcome back to dear shandy listeners hello andy hello how are you today doing okay doing okay it's q a day sure is i always miss q a's
1: me too me too Shandy's are coming up with They just keep coming up With good questions They
0: do And it's at the point Where really I have a hard time choosing You heard me Before we started yeah. recording this one I was like oh, I don't know which ones to choose
1: After or Let's call it 25 Q&A's They keep coming up With so many good questions That we can't even choose
0: Mm-hmm Isn't that nice It is nice When I read our Shandy's questions I'm like These are our people
1: Our people Yeah We finally did it We weeded out the edges of-
0: <laughs> We got rid <laughs> of defensiveness <laughs> We trimmed the fat.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Shall we get to our lovely, our true Shandy's questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. This first question is from Jamie. Dear Shandy, I have a question pertaining to your famous, you're not a mature man until you're 36 advice. At what point is a female a mature woman? As an extension, in what age range should we women follow the don't date under 36 if you want to be with a mature man guidance and in what age range are we immature enough ourselves that it doesn't matter Mm. do you think women follow a tight enough maturity bell curve to be described in such a way perhaps this is a weird question but i have been curious for a while thank you in advance jamie so this is such a shandy question this is a good
1: one yeah (laughs) yeah well when i was dating like Back in my heyday.
0: Okay, but was your heyday pre or post 36?
1: My, my heyday... Say it again?
0: Well, because you said the whole age that we're talking about here is 36. Right. So the question is, was your heyday pre-36, post-36? My
1: heyday was all of... <laughs> <laughs> there was a heavy hay.
0: <laughs> heavy hay about the day? Yeah, okay.
1: there, it was a long day. It was one of those days in Sweden where the sun <laughs> never quite, quite goes below the horizon. Okay. But... I always went by the rule that a woman wasn't a woman until twenty seven.
0: Oh, like I always thought that
1: if it was under twenty seven, like I should be careful.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: But that was a while ago. Things have changed rapidly. Yeah, rapidly. Wait, over the last but okay, few years. I'm
0: curious to know what age did you think? Oh, under twenty seven. That's under
1: like, yeah, twenty but- was, seven. Was was they weren't ready? They were flighty. They were they were not fully formed. They were still warm out of the oven. <laughs> However so you want to put it.
0: What age were you thinking that way? Because I'm sure at twenty nine you way. were less concerned yeah. if a girl was twenty five. That's
1: a good question. I was thinking that way from like 30 on.
0: 30 on. Yeah. but we're talking still, you looking for a real committed relationship. Yeah.
1: I was always, even when I was really not looking, there was always a little part of me that was looking.
0: Like the night we met?
1: No, I was looking.
0: Oh, were you looking looking? Yeah.
1: I wasn't like, like wife hunting, like desperately, but I was very, very open to finding someone like you Okay, or of your genre. But,
0: but so let's say now 30, at 30, were you also feeling that way?
1: No, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully feeling that way, but there was always a part of me, always, there was like, if I find that person, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call it a day. Okay. So in that- And actually,
0: sorry to interrupt you, but the proof really is in the pudding because you did propose to Margie at- what age were you? I was thirty-one. There you go. Yeah. Okay.
1: So there, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Help you prove your point. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so my point is, is that then it was twenty-seven for
0: you personally. For
1: me personally, and of course, so but I everything's ex- for me personally. Yeah, that's I'm not a true. scientist. Yeah. I didn't make thirty. Thirty-six is not. I have not done an <laughs> empirical study over uh, around the world. True. But this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven at the time, but things have changed dramatically. Mm. Since that time, online dating has become prevalent. Phones have turned our brains into mush. I think <laughs> that that age has crept up.
0: Oh, so I you do. think it's higher now? I
1: think it's higher. Wow. I think if I was suddenly out there, if you left me for a much younger, more chiseled, um, I don't know, I'm picturing the guy. Taller, taller. Taller. Richer. Yeah, he's got like a long, long hair. He looks like Yanni, basically. <laughs> Like on a motorcycle. Okay. Um, if you left me for that guy, yeah, I would set my bar. And, and okay, this is, let's make believe I'm someone in my 30s. Okay. But I would say 30 is the age.
0: Oh, interesting. Now. Okay.
1: I'm trying not to sound like a scumbag, like, you know, 30 is too young for me. I know people think that, but I. I know,
0: yeah, it would be. It'd be too young
1: for me. Yeah. But I'm let's say if I was open to all ages. Yes. Love has no age. There's no age difference in love. (laughs) Love is love. So 30 would be the age.
0: Okay. It's hard to really track how that's changed, but... As much as I want to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it is obviously a little more delicate if you're talking about women. I feel like I want to add a disclaimer to like every other sentence you give. It's like, well, the, you know, there's exceptions to the rule no. and no oh, a 21 year old woman could be just as ready because it's a lot sure, easier sure. to be like, oh, men are not mature to date.
1: She didn't ask for the exception. Yeah, yeah. She asked for the the, the the center of the bell curve. Yeah. Well, I she asked 30. if there was. I say 30.
0: So I... um. I have to admit, looking back at my dating days, and I will once again add that things might have changed since, but I have to admit 27 is approximately the age where I had a sort of shift in my own mindset that was like, I'm nearing 30. Mm-hmm. Like I was always sort of interested in meeting someone special, but at 24, I wouldn't say I was as... I don't know, ready. No. I don't know, ready is too broad a word, but as equipped on multiple levels, and that could just be from having had life experience to really commit to someone in a sort of lifelong way. than I, I, I was at 27. I know, 27 is when that shift I happened.
1: know that at 24, you weren't ready. I, yeah. mean, I didn't even know you.
0: Yeah. At 24, I was really. There's no way. Mid-haying day. Yeah, you were haying. <laughs> there
1: was so much hay.
0: There was a lot of hay. Yeah.
1: Look, okay. it it this is what I think. And this, again, there are a lot of disclaimers on this. Yeah, so this many. Is, like, I is,
0: want to just get it out there right now. There yes. are so many disclaimers
1: to no, this answer. Number one. So um, don't
0: get offended. Don't,
1: yeah. Well, they're going to get offended. Let them get offended. Okay. But yeah. I'm going to lay the disclaimers down so their offense can and, have I, a grain of salt. Okay, okay. I
0: have another disclaimer. This is for American
1: women. American women. Yeah. I'm not um, talking about women like South American women or, or Eastern European women. This is American women. Yeah.
0: And also women in major cities major, where there's a big yeah. dating pool. The center
1: of the curve we're talking about is major urban women yeah. in America. Yeah. Not major urban women. I think it's <laughs> urban are- women, or, uh, women in major <laughs> urban American cities. Good. <laughs> Got it. Nice.
0: Or Canadian. Actually, I actually think the number of Canadians. No, 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 no! Canadians a ten percent discount, (laughs)
1: five to ten percent discount. It's so
0: true. Okay,
1: but also I think that what it comes down to is I think maturity in some ways in life has to do slightly with the recognition of your mortality, and I think Mm. there's a a lever that switches when you hit your late twenties. Like until your late twenties. You're just like it's like fancy free living. You're yeah. not thinking about anything. Yeah. But suddenly you're like, oh my God, I'm in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. That means 30 is the next milestone. Yeah. And then who knows after that? Yeah. 40, 50, so you know, I guess it keeps going, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Works. Yeah, usually. I yeah. mean sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I think that recognition of your own mortality is what kind of shifts your gears a little bit. Yeah. Because until then you're a child. you you may not act like a child. Like you may not have temper tantrums in the supermarket and you may not, you know, grab toys. <laughs> Excuse me. You may not act like an idiot. Yeah. But I'm saying you, you are, your soul is a child. No, you're I, a child.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. And actually in Susan Cain's Bittersweet, mm. the book, she talks a lot about Leonard Cohen and he ah, for a excellent. while lived uh, in Hydra in Greece Ooh, yeah. And wow. he talked about everyone being nice. like young and talented and creative and seemingly being covered in gold dust. And in retrospect, huh. he realized that that was a function of youth. Yeah. This idea that when you said fancy free, I was just thinking, God, that's to me, that's age 25.
1: Oh, yeah. just I, I thought I was going to live. I, I didn't even think I was going to like, I thought I was going to never die.
0: I just feel like if you haven't really experienced a great loss at that point there is a sort of yes timelessness to it in the best way that should be appreciated and enjoyed so (laughs) can we think of any other disclaimers to provide
1: our whole our whole podcast is going to end up being disclaimers with like five minutes of actual podcast
0: (laughs) okay i mean i agree with your take
1: Yep. I, oh, I do. Wow. Okay. I, I can't. I'm so actually nothing?
0: surprised. I thought there was no answer to this. And then you gave a pretty good answer. And then when I fact checked it with my own personal experience, I was like, oh, 27, actually I have to admit kind of is the age, hmm. but obviously there are exceptions.
1: There are exceptions. There are many exceptions. Many. Many. I many. would say
0: so many exceptions that it almost competes with the answer. Well,
1: we're, I'm, this is what I will say. I think we're 65% right. And that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's impossible to give a greater number. I think with men, you're more likely seventy five percent right.
1: Oh yeah, I feel much more confident about men, especially American men and major American men in urban. (laughs)
0: Okay. So Jamie, I don't know if that was a satisfying answer, but I think the fact that we have a lot more back and forth about this and a lot more disclaimers should tell you that this is not a black and white answer. It's not black and white.
1: (laughs) However, that being said, if any Shandy ever asks a question that requests a number, I'm always going to answer. Doesn't matter. Always answer. What? If it's a number question, I'm oh, always yeah, going to answer. Yeah.
0: Even if it gets, gives you flack.
1: Even if it gives you flack. You yeah. ask me for a number, I answer. This okay. is how I live. I live in numbers.
0: Yeah, it's true. He does. Yeah.
1: I don't say, oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm going to give you a number.
0: Even down to the fact that you're 65% correct 65, in saying it's yeah. 27 and maybe now 30. Correct. <laughs> okay. I'm
1: 80% sure someone's going to have a problem with that.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on.
1: And 95% sure. I won't give a shit.
0: (laughs) All right. This next question is from Natalie. Dear Shandy, I first wanted to thank you both for hosting this podcast. I listen almost every day. Wow. Oh,
1: how can she do that?
0: I don't know. We don't have episodes. We don't have enough episodes. Hmm. Unless
1: she re-listens or listens in tiny morsels.
0: (laughs) One question a day.
1: One minute at a time.
0: (laughs) Hearing your voices has made my work from home feel less lonely, and I feel like I have two friends with me. I also admire your relationship and appreciate the advice and thoughtful responses. Natalie, thank you. Now, no
1: matter what the question is, I'm not going to be able to say something not nice about her.
0: I already know what the question is, and I think you're going to be just fine. Hmm. Okay. I, a 23-year-old female, and my friend, a 24-year-old female, are childhood friends, and she is more like family to me. We do not live in the same state anymore, but we both grew up in the suburbs of a metropolitan city, and she currently is living in one in the south. Over the past few years, my friend has struggled relationship wise. She is that friend who has constant relationship troubles but won't listen to any advice from other friends.
1: Every friend.
0: For example, last year, she dated someone for almost 10 months, bought her flight to see him multiple times, and even got him a Christmas gift. He never flew out to her and never sent her a gift. More recently, she dated someone for a few months, even when he explicitly told her he did not want a relationship. She falls victim to what you have coined the gray zone quite often. Mm-hmm. I have accepted that this is who she is, but now the newest situation she is in has me worried. The man is 34 years old, has three kids with two different mothers, and has never been married. They also work in the same organization. When she first told me about this, she asked me if I saw any red flags. <gasps>
1: that's like that's like literally being in like shanghai stadium and saying you see any you see any red flags here oh no i can't find any
0: i was further shocked that she didn't see any she also told me that he was
1: shanghai stadium i don't know Well, you know, uh, everyone gets what I'm talking about, right? We we get it. I want to make sure we're (laughs) We're we're solid here.
0: She told me that he was, quote, infatuated with her ever since they met, unquote. I tried to express the concerns I had. I also explained love bombing to her as several of his actions align with that term. She dismissed most of my fears, and I could tell she wasn't truly listening. Mm. She also indicated that she was going to continue seeing him. My question to you is, when do you step in or is it just their lesson to learn? I have seen her dating patterns and I know that she tends to hold onto relationships longer than she should. I am also fearful that she is going to get pregnant. I don't know if this is TMI or pertinent information, but I know she isn't on birth control. I don't want to overstep a boundary as a friend or keep having this conversation with her. Do I trust her that everything will be okay? I apologize for the length of my story. Any advice or insight would be appreciated.
1: Natalie. Uh, uh, it's an age old problem. It I'm, is. When I think. do you stop? When when do you stop trying to help someone help themselves?
0: Yeah. It is so true. I feel like this could be applied to so many Everything. things it, that people do with and you know, bad habits that they might have, vices they might have, yeah. poor decision making. Oh, Natalie, Repeat I feel for a, you.
1: Repetitive behavior with the same negative results yeah the definition of crazy everyone always brings that Mm -hmm. up. the definition
0: of insanity Insanity. yes
1: so you've tried you've done your part she's done her part Yeah, yeah
0: i do she said that she mentioned the red flags and showed concerns and the friend sort of dismissed them yeah i personally think natalie you've got in you one talk about this Okay. Oh, you think that she shouldn't even bother. No, I
1: think it's I th- I think she's beating a dead horse.
0: It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but I think the talk could be framed in a way where it's a lot of question asking. I forget the guest we had on, but there was a guest we had on where we talked about how the form of asking question Oh, it was the angry therapist. It was John Kim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He talked about how you can make more of an impact in a conversation if you ask a lot of questions that sort of steer Right. You, you know what the answer to some of these questions are going to be, but it's more to have them articulate their right. answer and mm-hmm. maybe come to terms with the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. So, Natalie, I feel like, first of all, you're a very good friend. though we have to get yeah, that of out of the way. She's though.
1: such a good friend. She's writing into a, a podcast, podcast to friend. talk about yeah. how concerned she is about yeah. her friend. Nothing about her relationships. Th- yeah. these, are the, these are the real, this it's is, a, the real this is friend. a compassionate Shandy. Yeah,
0: you're a very compassionate Shandy. I think that one talk where you are you lay out your concerns maybe leading with questions are you on birth control Have, do you are you not concerned are you concerned at all about the fact that he has children with two women at age 34 and he was never married I mean it's it's a cons- I'm not saying that anyone who does that is necessarily it's red flag behavior but I do think combined with the love bombing it's concerning also it's a 10 year age difference
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is not Crazy. Ordinarily,
1: if, if everything else is fine, yeah. it's not crazy.
0: It's kind of like everything stacked together. Yeah. So I understand her concern, but I also feel like, to be honest. A whole like I don't think a lot of good is going to come from this conversation, but I also oh. still think it's worth the effort, the valiant effort.
1: But even if she puts in a modicum of effort, yeah, she's laid down her good friend card. Yeah, there's nothing she can do. So they're going to learn from their own mistakes. These kind of people, mm-hmm. they have to. As a matter of fact, it would almost be a disservice yeah. to let her, unless this ends up being the rest of her life. In that yeah. case, uh, what are you going to do? But it's almost a disservice. To not let her experience the actual suffering mm. and consequences of what this this decision making is yeah, going to end up being. A,
0: there are a lot of people who don't really learn.
1: <laughs> okay, well then, then, then you're certainly not going to talk them yeah, out yeah, of it yeah, in yeah, the middle true. of a it's passionate not like you're relationship. You're going to teach them
0: that lesson. And actually, if anything, if he is the love bomby type, there is a concern that by even airing her concerns about the guy, she can start to alienate. Mm-hmm her friend
1: uh, that's what i was getting to yeah is that if let's just say yes in that's that's case a mm-hmm. case b let's just say wh- not worst case but case <laughs> that this works out in big quotation marks yeah, yeah. let's say it works out let's yeah. say this is for the next 10 20 years this is this is her partner somehow okay yeah let's it just seems say very unlikely okay but let's just say yeah then she's always gonna look back and be like, oh, you, you were always telling me this was wrong and I should stop. And now look at me, oh. this is my life. I'm with this guy and I'm happy and everything's yeah, great. Yeah, I don't you. Even trust if it's you. not.
0: Yeah, you, you're not happy for me when I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: so true. That's happened to me before. There's been a couple of times where it was a close call where I was like, someone was like, hey, what do you think about this person? And I was like, well, I think there's a chance they might be with this person for the rest of their life. So yeah. I'm gonna go easy. I'll be like, yeah, that's great. And then you ended up being- And then they ended up staying with that person and then but maybe
0: I, they stayed with them because you said it was great. Well, that that's
1: uh, now now you're getting metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. Don't don't put that on me. But let's just say I said this is a terrible call and they didn't listen to me, which mm-hmm. is the most likely case. Yeah. Every time I see them, every time I'm with, like, oh, I'm you know, I'm coming over to the house. I'm like, oh, hi, Mrs. Whoever. Yeah. They're gonna be like, eh, huh? Eh, 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 yeah. Eh? See? I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that on me. Yeah. And she doesn't either. I think you put in your two cents. Yeah just say, this is how I feel. Um, as a friend, I'm just a little concerned. And if they resistant, you stop. And that, that's my feeling. And it goes against what I really want. I want them to bang them over the head with a hammer, mm-hmm. just like, a mallet, Yeah, but you can't do that. No, You have to let adults learn from their own mistakes, unless they are doing something that is truly like life altering, damaging, like they're, addicted to a horrible drug I think she's
0: concerned about a a very valid thing here you know they're having sex her friend's not on birth control he's clearly very uh, what's the word what's the word where he's got lots of he's very well supplied at impregnating women
1: he's he's very virile virile thank Mm -hmm. you
0: very good word v-i-r-i-l-e
1: as opposed to viral (laughs) which he could also be which is a very bad combination
0: Okay, so he's very virile and the friend is yeah, I I think that she's really been swept up in this, it sounds like. You know, yeah. guys like, Oh, I've I've wanted you since I first saw you. It just feels so rom commy and, sure. and once in a lifetime and special. Natalie I admire you for wanting to take this on. I think that you've got one go at this. Mm. I would say lead with some questions and then maybe close with your concerns. And then I kind of think that might be it.
1: I, I would take it even softer approach. I'd say she's already done her.
0: Yeah, I mean, she had she's described the she's described love bombing to yeah, her. She's and done her work. Expressed her. Concerns. She's done her work. Yeah,
1: that's it. It's up to her friends.
0: It's so funny to me when a person who is so blind to red flags we will ask people if, if they see any red flags and then just ignore it.
1: Well, sometimes those people might be self-destructive. Like they're like, they know there's red flags yeah. and they want to, they want to like validate it through their friends yeah. and then they destroy themselves. Ooh, man. It's a, I think it's a small part of human nature. There's just yeah. like kind of self-destructive element in our mm. brains. Oh, it's very strange. Maybe we all are supposed to self-destruct at a certain age.
0: I kind of feel like we all do it in different arenas. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I feel like I do it in some ways.
1: Sometimes you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet.
0: (laughs) Okay, maybe this egg needs to be cracked. Hopefully it doesn't cost her too much. That's the goal. And Natalie, we feel for you. You're a good friend. Good luck. Don't lose too much sleep over problems that are not your own, I will say. I agree. There's only so much you can do for someone who doesn't want to help themselves. So true. All right, this next question is from Tina in Switzerland. Ooh. Ooh. Dear Shandy, you and your podcast are fabulous. I am always excited to watch your episodes and appreciate your insights, male and female perspective, and banter between the two of you. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. There is no smooth way to ask my question, so let me get it out of the way. I am not interested in giving my partner a blowjob. I heard from multiple guys that they love it, but I cannot imagine doing that. I have never tried to do it, and I don't find the energy slash interest slash attraction in me to go down on him. My ex-partner went down on me many times, and I thought it was okay. Not great, not bad, just average. I prefer other things, and communicated that to him. He wanted to give me slash us more time, so maybe I do it later. (laughs) (laughs) Is it okay to just say that I am not giving my next partner any BJ? How can I manage expectations with him? Or do I need to try, although it is not at all appealing to me? I am 30 years old, currently single after ending my last relationship in December 2021, which was my first real adult relationship. We were together for about a year. He was also the first man I had sex with. I'm a late bloomer at 29. So I have to admit that all things sex are rather new territory to me. Greetings from Switzerland, Tina. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm reminded of a Sex in the City episode.
1: <laughs> Do tell.
0: Well, in the episode, Charlotte admits that she doesn't like giving head.
1: But she still does.
0: I don't know. If- she
1: does once in a while. Well,
0: she's dating a guy and he's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm not... Li-. Like, it seems like they're heading towards marriage and everything. And he's like, I don't know how to say this, but... I don't intend to live the rest of my life without ever getting a blowjob.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a reasonable thing to say.
0: Uh, so I'm torn on this one because I feel like on one hand, she's never tried it. She's never even gone there. You might be surprised, Tina. I'll put it this way. You might be surprised that it, the pleasure it brings your partner might make it a little more interesting and rewarding to you than you expect. Meanwhile, I have another friend who's been married, divorced, like she's well into her 30s. She's, you know, she's had lots of experience dating and in relationships. And she just doesn't, it's not her thing. She doesn't want to do it. But she's done it. She's done it. Yes. But it's not her thing. She doesn't want to do it. Do I think it really affects her relationships today? No. She's also dating you know, like she's dating people on like a level where they're looking for a forever partner and they're, it's a lot more about that cerebral connection.
1: So why does it have to be all about looking for a life partner or getting blowjobs?
0: All I'm saying is that I think that if you, if the kind of men you're dating are really looking for a partnership and are less sex focused, it's possible that some of them are kind of okay with it. I don't know. Uh, Oh no. Okay. uh,
1: Yeah, I'm gonna walk delicately on this <laughs> okay.
0: one. Okay, I I look forward to seeing how you tread yeah. on this
1: one. I've lived many a year, yes, on this earth, yes, and I have met one person, man, one one man, uh huh, who does not like blowjobs, and really? by not like them, he doesn't need them.
0: Oh, so it's not that he doesn't like them; no. he just doesn't. I've never them.
1: met someone who's like I really do not want a woman's mouth on my penis <laughs> ever. <laughs> I've met many people.
0: Okay. Okay, that's honest.
1: Yeah. And I will say this. Do do I want to give blowjobs? No, I don't. I don't have an interest in it. Can I empathize with someone who would not want to put you know, the thing the man being in the Yeah, but you're interested in in,
0: but you're actually very into
1: Yeah, I'm into oral oral. Yes. Yeah, so, so I mean
0: you're you're talking like I'm not I'm that's trying like to me g- being like I'm I'm straight and I'm not interested in going down on a girl.
1: It's different. I, I, I'm trying to be as delicate as possible to this. I'm trying to okay. really be open minded. Okay. Here. I'm just saying that I can empathize with a human who would not want to have an erect penis in their mouth for an extended <laughs> amount of time. Going, you know, in and out and uh, up and down and up and down and left and right (laughs) and and clockwise. (laughs) Anyway, I understand. Okay. Sort of. Okay. I also understand that in relationships, there is a lot of compromise (laughs) and there needs to be a certain degree of giving Uh attitude towards your partner. For certain things that you really don't necessarily want to give, mm. may thou who is in a relationship who has not given something they do not want to give, please stand up.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. You're making a good
1: point. So look, I understand you don't want to do it. That's fine. I'm not going to judge. I mean, I understand. The fact that she's never speaking,
0: tried it is th- what I'm kind of hung yeah, up on. I,
1: there's, I have, I'm just getting started on this. By the way, I have a lot of issues. Oh, okay, okay. But number one, I get, I empathize. And I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Yeah. Because I don't totally empathize between you and me. But not they don't hear that, right? Okay. They're not going to hear me say that. So I empathize. I also think that if the guy really wants it, you kind of, you might want to give it a shot. You never tried it. You might like it. It's you, true. As far as anything, like judging a book by its cover, on paper, sounds like a bad call. <laughs> I get it. I get that. I get that. But you never know until you try it. I will say this. I'm not even 100% sure I like going down on a woman. I just think that it's possible that I really, really like giving that much. Mm. I like the act. I feel like this is such a direct form of giving. I I don't have to go anywhere. I'm not even, I don't have to like travel or or think about something to buy or, or think of logistics. I'm just like, I'm going right To the the center of the motherboard. Yeah, and I think just turning it on. The
0: fact that she's not really into receiving head, we're not really talking about that. But I think that there could be a deeper something there. I'm not saying it's like it's really not for everyone. I want to get that out of the way. It's not. It's not for everyone.
1: What could be? Could be. No,
0: I know plenty of women who are kind of like. I think once you get
1: used to it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it just might not be as a fun. You're right. Like you just might prefer sex. Whatever. No, I I
1: get it. I get it. But you're right.
0: I just feel that there's, you know, as she said, she l- had sex for the first time at 29 or had her first relationship at 29. She's 30 now. Yeah. She hasn't really given this a lot of time. I agree. A lot of exploration. She
1: really, you can make a case that she's like 16. Yeah. And at 16, I totally get not wanting to give head.
0: Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a penis. Yeah. Uh, like, it was really quite shocking. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I think it was still a while before I ever went to BJ territory. But you're
1: saying seeing your penis in the, in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. the first
0: time I ever saw one. And it's not like I immediately was like, okay, putting that in my mouth. I
1: totally agree. Yeah. like You're it like took scared. Me- it's like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I told you the first time I saw a vagina, I was like, I'm not going in there.
0: I remember the first time I ever saw it, the first thought I had, it was nowhere close to being like, I'm putting that in my mouth. The first thought I had was, it looks just like the drawings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the stories were true it's
0: true all you know you see it on lockers in high school yeah, i remember yeah. seeing it and being like oh my god it's identical it's a
1: simple creature it, her penis is. is not complicated vagina on the other hand
0: yes has true, a lot of elements true, to it true anyway my point is she hasn't given this a lot of wiggle room before ah. deciding that <laughs> before deciding that it's not for her yeah and also i will also add tina that There have been some guys that I really didn't want to do that because I just didn't like the situation. I don't know. It was like our pheromones were off, like the smell was off. Maybe it was a hygiene thing or just something about him, it. Like I didn't want it. You know. Meanwhile, someone else, that wasn't an issue. And part of that is sussing Uh, out your compatibility. Another
1: great point. Maybe she hasn't run across the correct penis yet.
0: It's true. It's possible. We're also not talking about the fact that you know, maybe she's just not that sexual a person. So, we live in a world where you're told how you should be. You should be really sexual. You should uh, want sex. You should love sex. I like agree.
1: That. I I agree. And we're also not touching on the fact that we've been assuming she's totally straight. And, Wait, and, and one of the, you know, one of the things someone who's very straight and likes men wants to do sometimes is to take uh, the man. I don't the-
0: know. I know plenty of straight women who are still like, BJ is not their favorite thing in the world.
1: <laughs> uh. okay.
0: i feel like we're giving the least concise answer ever uh. to this question mm. i think that it's a male fantasy a straight man's fantasy that a straight woman will automatically want like love giving head and that's just not the truth just as it's you know it's a fantasy to think that Every man wants to go down on a woman, even if he's really straight. That's simply not true. So my point is, I don't really think sexuality is an issue here, but I think that it's possible she's just not that sexual.
1: You know what I think? Maybe she is sexual. She's maybe just a very unoral oral person. Oral is not part of her sexuality. Mm. She's purely genital. <laughs> That's it. It's just in and out and done. Nothing oral. She doesn't like getting oral. She doesn't like giving oral. Oral is not part of her sexual vocabulary. She
0: wouldn't be the first. Many people are
1: like this. That being said, I still say that if she meets a guy she really likes in every way, Mm -hmm. and it's a good relationship, she she really should consider just giving it a shot if the guy wants it. If the guy's like, oh, believe me, the last thing I want is a blowjob, you know, obviously they're getting married and having kids tomorrow. But- if he's a regular, normal guy in the bell curve of guys that I've met, at least. Yeah. If you really, 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 really like the guy, it might be a lot better than you think.
0: I don't know if we really have an answer for her other than to say, if uh, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. It could be, you know, you only have had one sexual partner. There's a lot to be explored out there. You should not assume that they're all built the same yeah, way yeah. that they all look the same, they all yeah. smell the same, yeah. nor that they all taste the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. This is all true.
0: Yes. So keep yeah. your mind open. That's the most important thing here. If you've tried it and you decide, I hate that. Yeah. Absolutely. You do you. And I know women absolutely, who yeah. don't like to do it. You got to
1: try it though. Yeah. It's not like we're asking her to try meth. <laughs> <laughs> right? In closing. But, always- but not with but, but the right guy. What I what 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 we don't want to happen it's for just be like, okay, I'm going to listen to Dear Shandy and you, this random guy that I'm not oh, yeah, into, no, no, I'm going to no. go do... Uh, no, no, no. no. You can't do that because then it's going to scar you.
0: Yeah. It should be Needs someone to- you care about yes. and you want to make really happy yes. and who's material you're working with you're actually into it kind of sounds like she wasn't that into her the last guy
1: if you're really really into the guy you're going to be into all his things you're going to like his silly you know you're going to like a mole that he has his weird looking feet you're going to like all the stuff
0: the way i i love your belly
1: button (laughs) is my belly button that weird oh no
0: it's not weird it's just so cute and it has all this hair around it i just am obsessed with it i I love andy's belly button
1: that's cute yeah i've never thought i've never it's good i'm not insecure about my belly button I've never thought about it actually.
0: No, it's just cute. It's somewhere between an Innie and an Audi. That's what I find so cute about oh. it.
1: Oh, yeah. You've taught me things about my belly button and I didn't even know. I've really <laughs> never looked at it that much.
0: I spend a lot of time just sort of fawning over Randy's <laughs> belly button. The point being that if you really, really love someone, yeah. you start to find their nose hairs cute. Yeah. Also, I have to do that thing I always do where we reverse the genders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sound excited about this. Mm hmm let's pretend that Tina's the man in this relationship and he's like okay with receiving BJ's I guess kind of doesn't seem that one way or the other but refuses to go down on the woman
1: Mm. oh he would get hell
0: he would get hell
1: yeah the shanties would come after him find a guy who hates blowjobs or give it a shot
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's a very concise answer (laughs) All right, Tina. Hopefully hearing us discuss this has been helpful. Good luck. Don't knock it till you try it.
1: May the force be with you.
0: (laughs) All right. This next question is from Hannah. Dear Charlene and Andy.
1: Oh. I'm
0: a huge fan and have listened to every episode of Dear Shandy. I particularly enjoyed your wedding episode where you spoke about both of your wedding ceremonies slash celebrations.
1: Wedding episodes. Wedding episodes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I am slash was a COVID bride I spent seven years dating my now husband Also coincidentally named Andy nice. We dated all through college And a few years afterwards While we tried to establish ourselves individually Oh, I just realized something What?
1: Their their combined name is Handy
0: <laughs> Hannah's not her real name though Oh no. Although I imagine her partner's name is Andy That would be a weird thing to make up
1: <laughs> That is weird, yeah it's Weirdly, the made up name is also Andy <laughs>
0: we dated all through college and a few years afterwards while we tried to establish ourselves individually finally the timing was right for us he officially proposed in the spring of 2019 and we set a date for may of 2020 cue the dramatic and foreshadowing music as we all know what's to come after 17 months of planning and arguing with parents, grandparents, in-laws, and every vendor that was involved in this process, we were forced to cancel with the start of the pandemic. We did not postpone as the ceremony and reception were scheduled to take place in my grandparents' home slash yard. We did not know it would be safe for them to host a party this large ever again, so I called all our vendors and guests individually and cried on the phone while I cancelled on them one by one. 200 plus guests. I'm sure other COVID brides can relate. Afterwards, we decided that while we would not have the event we had always dreamed of, there was no reason our marriage and commitment to each other had to wait. So we told our wedding party and close family, a group of 15 people, to meet us at the courthouse that September. This small group risked so much for us, we are forever thankful to those that could take the risk to attend this small gathering. However, some did regret, including my maid of honour, my husband's parents, and his grandparents. There were some issues after our courthouse wedding. I received a lot of hate and rude messages from family and friends we had cancelled on earlier in the year. None of it related to COVID-19 issues, but more so passive-aggressive comments like, wish we could have been there, we were invited, and then cancelled on. (laughs) This threw me straight back into a deep depression, living in constant regret, followed by a year of intensive therapy to pull me out of it. All this to say, I need help. It's been two years, and I still have previous guests and in-laws asking me constantly when the big wedding is going to happen. Mm. Right now, we are not planning on having a big party for everyone, and we feel like it was one of the worst experiences we've ever had to live through. My Andy rarely even brings up the small wedding that we did have because he knows I will burst into tears the moment it's mentioned. What do we do? Do we have a big party for everyone else? Do we just leave things as they are? I don't want to live a life where I'm sad about a moment that is supposed to be happy. As a couple that had two weddings, I really need your perspective to know if this would help me at all or if I just need to let it all go. Sincerely, Hannah. Some housekeeping facts in case you choose to answer. I was 26 and Andy was 27 when we got married. We are now 28 and 29. We also live in a southern city where it is typical to get married younger in life. Hmm. Okay. Do you have <sighs> thoughts? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go I, first? Uh,
1: I know what my, my feeling is. Okay, go. She was planning a wedding for over 200 people. Yeah, 17 a, months. Like with God knows how many vendors. Yeah. This is a big deal. She went through a very traumatic experience. She still cries about it constantly. She's stressed about it. She was in therapy about it. There's no need to put the pressure on yourself to have another wedding. Mm. However, I think a nice happy medium, as she suggested, would be to have kind of just a really low-key not 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 a lot of planning. Don't don't get sucked into like making this an actual wedding. Just a legitimate just like gathering party, a couple speeches. That's what I think you should probably do.
0: So you think they should just have the party to wipe the slate clean?
1: Yeah. Have a party, so to speak. Have a party. Exactly. Get the bad taste out of everyone's that's mouth. That's the
0: main argument I have for having the party. I can't stand the passive aggressive comments. I hate it. Sucks. Hate it. When other people make your wedding about them, it's like, oh, we would have liked to have been there. It's like- no. Yeah. A million people have died in this country. So what? You you couldn't make it to our 15-person intimate gathering. There will be more. Put yourself in
1: her shoes for a second. Yes. Take it easy. It just
0: drives me nuts. And so I don't want my answer to come off as pandering to those people. It's more so for her. And I am inclined to agree with you in that having some kind of festivity. It doesn't have to be a big white situation, but something that could at least put in a fresh coat of paint over something that, as she said, should be a happy memory, but now is just filled with angst. Assuming finances are not a concern. And I just Mm. want to get that out of the way because throwing a big party for over a hundred, maybe even 200 people is not cheap. And so assuming finances are not an issue, Hannah, I think it's worth it to roll up your sleeves, take it on, get like turn, turn a new leaf, basically, when it comes to your wedding, you got screwed, as did so many people, so many brides, but think about how much worse it could be. The fact that all these people who matter are alive to give you passive Mm. aggression Mm. is really what should be focused on here. And therefore if I were you, and I say this as having dragged my feet for two and a half years before we had our official wedding, Mm -hmm. we could have stopped at city hall.
1: I'm glad we didn't.
0: I'm glad we didn't. I really look back on that as really the wedding. Yeah. You might be surprised that you, you put in all this time and work and money and and find out that, you know, it really was worth it and that re- that's our day. That's the day we, we choose to celebrate, we choose to make our wedding. If you don't want to do that, if it feels too daunting, too expensive, too much like keeping a sour taste in your mouth, then I really think you need to make it well known to everyone that that was it. No. You had your wedding, you're married, you want to put the money that you would put towards a second wedding towards a down payment or a renovation or starting your lives together as a married couple, which is perfectly valid and in many ways, probably more responsible. You have to just put down your foot. Like, I'm sorry. This is, it's ridiculous that other people are giving her grief over this. It's ridiculous. Agree. I get the impression from this email that she listens to a lot of these voices and I relate and I get it, but it's kind of living in this no man's land of like, should we, should we not? Oh, I'm getting guilt, but also I cry when I think about our wedding. To me that all the angst here suggests she should start over. Agreed. If she was like, I'm getting grief from other people, but look, I'm happy with how it went. We had our 15 person deal. It was great. I look back on that day so fondly and now we're starting our lives together. I'd be like, screw all those people. You're good. But the fact that she's still not over it means that maybe it's worth circling back.
1: Yeah, she's haunted by this. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be as upset if she wasn't haunted by what they missed. Yeah. That being said, first of all, the the go-to comment from these people should be like, "I'm so sorry, you know, we weren't able to share that with you. I'm so sorry that that happened."
0: Yeah, that your 200 person yeah. wedding had to be yeah. canceled. Not,
1: "Oh, like some passive aggressive comment about how we weren't invited." It's unbelievable. Like, that's just so insensitive. Anyway, but that's just, that's a side note.
0: People are annoying. I
1: mean, it's so annoying. Mind your own business. It's my yeah. wedding. Yeah. If I didn't have a wedding, if I did have a wedding, what kind of wedding, yeah. whether it was canceled for COVID or not, it's not your business. Yeah. Be grateful you were invited to mm-hmm. the actual wedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got disinvited because the world came to an end. Not my fault. You think I didn't go through trouble for yeah, that? Yeah, totally. You think I'm not she, feeling more pain than you? She
0: personally called every guest.
1: Unbelievable. That's just, that pisses me off. But that aside... I think she has to vanquish the ghosts from this haunted house. Good word. Thank you.
0: Haven't heard that one in a while. Good word. Yeah. So vanquish the ghosts in the haunted house that is her wedding saga.
1: Yes. There's a wide spectrum of what she can do. She can do anything from a bar takeover where she's like, "Hey, everybody, we're just going to this bar. Yeah, I just feel that we're just going to all talk about our marriage, or they can have a (laughs) full blow. Yeah, we're just going to like everyone's going (laughs) to act like it's a wedding, but it's totally not a wedding. It's just a bar. Or they can have a full-blown wedding. It's up to her. But I think something should be done because this is going to haunt her forever.
0: That's why I'm inclined to lean it a little more formal. And I, I say that with a heavy heart because part of me thinks you should just put the money you would put towards this, towards something. She should just, you
1: know what she should do? She should invite all the people who didn't give her shit about it. And everybody you did, she'd be like, oh, you shouldn't have been passive aggressive. <laughs> would have gotten an invite otherwise.
0: So be spiteful.
1: It's spite It's a spite wedding. <laughs> Have a spite wedding.
0: (laughs) Okay, Hannah. Of handy. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Good luck. All right. This next question is from Aaron. Hmm. Dear Shandy, I was hoping you could shed some light on a recent dilemma I developed. I like the wording of that. To develop a dilemma.
1: Does a dilemma develop?
0: I guess it kind of does. It could,
1: yeah. yeah. It has to develop. It, it's just the speed at which it develops.
0: Yeah, a dilemma doesn't just suddenly occur. That's true. A
1: dilemma has the aspect of time. Yeah, otherwise it's, a, it's an acute moment. It's a shock.
0: But even then, it still develops just maybe very quickly.
1: It, pretty much you can make a case that everything develops it's in some <laughs> it's amount of true. time. <laughs> I mean, you can make the case that like-
0: When you turn on the light, light yeah, is developing exactly. around the- The <laughs> light,
1: it took 186,000 miles per second to get to your eyes. So it technically developed- Over that billionth of a second.
0: About a month ago, I met a man online and started really liking him. He has all the qualities I want in a man. He's generous, kind, funny, and the sex is great. There's just one problem. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) I hate his style, two exclamation marks. I'm an artist, an art teacher. This contributes to me being what I call an aesthetics lover. I enjoy style, color, and the moods that are given from things like clothes, interior design, and art. It's not that he dresses bad. It's just so boring. T-shirts, shorts, and a cap. When I think about what's holding me back a little, it's that some attraction still isn't there, and it's not because he himself is ugly. I just don't like the middle-aged dad energy he has right now. Am I a terrible person for saying that? I really want to style him and take him shopping. Do you think doing that is rude or are my feelings warranted? How would I approach him with it? Thanks, Jandy. I love you all so much and listen to your show every week. Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Okay. I feel like we can speak to this one. (laughs) Because I may or may not have given Andy a very gradual makeover when we met. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It's possible that happened.
0: It's possible. However, I was careful not to disrupt any of your sort of standbys, the things that represented you, a.k.a. his white V-necks. You've always worn your white V-necks.
1: I'm always going to.
0: Yeah, they just, I think they look good on you. They suit you. And they're just kind of your trademark. Long before this podcast, believe it or not, this is not some podcast shtick. You've always just worn oh, white v
1: yeah, no, this. I mean, it's sort of a shtick, but it's- It's
0: become one it's now, It's become a
1: shtick, but it's, it's actually really what happens. Yeah. As s- many people, I honestly, when people see us in the street and yeah. they see that I'm wearing a white v-neck, they're they like, oh, in- you actually do do that? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. This has happened countless
0: times. Yeah. They're like, you're wearing the white v Yeah,
1: I'm like, yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> um, but I pride myself on having no style- Oh. but also the style of no style okay. as opposed to bad style. I would like to think that.
0: Uh, I mean, mm. Mm.
1: well, mm. when I met you. Okay, fine. I had some bad style, but it was hit or miss, right? Hit or miss? Sometimes okay. It was
0: mostly miss. Okay, it's mostly miss. <laughs> All
1: miss. Terrible style. I okay, had Bad style. It
0: was dated. Dated. But Okay. I first want to focus on the fact that she stresses his good traits. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, Aaron, I appreciate this. That it's not just like, oh, the one thing stopping me from liking this guy is that I hate his style. She's like, he has all these excellent traits. It's just this one thing I don't love. You're not a bad person for feeling this way. And I actually think this is super common.
1: Super common.
0: And I think that this should not be treaded so lightly with. If he's the kind of guy that cares so little about his style, where that is his style or his he has no style basically. Odds are I don't think he's going to take offense if she's like, hey, I like I really care about you. I like you. I'm so attracted to you. There's like I want to take you shopping, though. You yeah. know, I, no, no, trust fine. me, I have an eye, she's in the arts, you know, I have an eye, like, trust me, you're in good hands, yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. going to look even better. You know, frame I, it in this positive reinforcement kind I of way. I
1: totally agree. I actually think it's a red flag if he's resistant to it. Absolutely. Why would he? Is he insecure? Yes. Is he too proud? Yeah.
0: If he takes issue with it, it, I agree. So, it speaks to some kind of pride or insecurity or both, you know, they are, I. they're one and the same in a way. They're siblings.
1: <laughs> they are siblings. Yeah. So like with you- you're like a, like when I, when you started sort of suggesting that we should go shopping together, like, who am I to not, like, you're a fashion icon. Like, who am I to not, <laughs> no, seriously? I mean, you are. Not, like, who am thanks. I not, not to, not
0: today, but thanks.
1: <laughs> who, who am I to think that I can shop better for myself than you can shop for me? Of course, I'm going to take your advice. Mm. There's two types of men there's okay. one who has his own style and it's strong and he sticks with it. And there's the other one who eventually becomes dressed by his significant other. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Most men fall into the second category.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think there's not truth in that.
1: Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to
0: tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. Talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous yeah, just you know, surrender. It would be one thing if this guy was clearly dressing himself in some kind of way and she just didn't like his choices. It just sounds like there's a lack of choices kind of like you. Yes. And therefore, I don't think this will be received poorly and I don't think that you're superficial for wanting to do it, mainly Aaron, because you're focusing first on his positive traits and the fact that you really like him. Yeah. And I just see this more as this, like, thing to chip away at during your relationship and not being like, well, first I need to take him shopping and completely overturn his wardrobe in order to embark on a relationship with him. This
1: shouldn't be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. It should be something that just makes the relationship better that you share yeah, together. It's, it's
0: fun. Like I it is love, fun. I love going shopping with you, even though you're often quite resistant to it. But you are always happy when we get. I'm always something.
1: happy. I mean, you're like possibly the greatest shopper in the world.
0: I am a good shopper, not going to deny yeah. that.
1: So who am I to not give the reins over?
0: Not only did I dress you mm-hmm. all anew, but we got good deals.
1: Yeah, good deals. <laughs>
0: I care about deals. I love a good deal. She does. I don't know. I think this is a no-brainer. It's yeah, so easy. I've I've ended up going shopping with so many guys. It's actually, in fact, one of the things you do in a relationship is you go shopping for clothes for one of
1: you. I agree.
0: <laughs> it's like an activity.
1: I, yeah, this is easy.
0: <laughs> okay, Aaron. Good luck. I don't think you need it. Do it. All right. This next question is from A, as in the letter. Mm. Dear Charlene and Andy. Uh. Longtime blog reader, and now I love the podcast. Thank you, A she's a panda. I have a question about a situation with my husband. My husband, 31, and I, 31, currently live in a large Midwest town and have busy careers that leave us with limited social time. My husband has several close childhood friends who also live in the Midwest. He has one such friend that he has known since high school and was a groomsman in our wedding. I dare say he is my husband's oldest friend that continually reaches out and stays in touch. This friend and I initially got along great when we met 13 years ago when my hubby and I started dating in college. However, as time has gone on, he is just not my cup of tea. It doesn't detract from how great a friend he is, but he doesn't fill my social barometer. <laughs> I love how she puts that. That's a <laughs> I respect that. A gentle, very delicately. put. Yeah. <laughs> Rather, he detracts from it. But whenever he comes into town, my husband and I always seem to squabble about it. My husband finds it frustrating that I am negative about his oldest friend. Where I find is frustrating that I have to spend my limited social time with someone I don't enjoy. How do I support my husband's friendship while being honest that I just don't like the guy? Or should I just suck it up? How do I prevent future squabbles thanks A? I'm not really sure I understand why they're squabbling over this.
1: I can understand.
0: Yeah, but... Why does she have to go to hang out with him?
1: That's the part I don't understand. Just like, say no. Say, I'm drawing line. I just don't enjoy your friends. You can have your friends. I'm not going to be a part of it. Not like exactly yeah. like that, but just a little gentler. But yeah, just draw the line.
0: I want to know if he's insisting that she come.
1: Well, then there's a problem. That's the discussion. That's the discussion. It's not the friend. It's, it's the discussion of why she's forced to hang out with the it's friend. It's
0: totally normal to not like... Every single one of your spouse's friends. I have
1: friends you don't hang out with.
0: Yeah, I you have friends that I'm like, oh that one I'm not coming. Not good. Mm. Doesn't fill my social barometer. (laughs) And I actually have a couple of friends where you're like, that person's exhausting or that person you don't like a certain friend because they're not, you know, they're there's sort of a toxic Toxicity, rather. I don't
1: suffer fools.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think this is normal. I find it weird that he insists that she be there to hang out with someone that he knows she doesn't like.
1: I agree. That's the issue.
0: That is the issue. A, you're well within your right to not like the friend and to not go. I'm sorry. Life is short. Like she said, like it's just draining to hang out with someone you don't like. Don't do it. This is a non-issue. The weird thing is if he has an issue with you not going. Do you think that's too hard a, a take to have?
1: No. She shouldn't have to suffer fools. That's the issue. Yes. It's not her obligation. Yes. It's his choice to continue to have this friend in his life. Yes. And it's her choice that she doesn't want to hang out with him.
0: Yes. Look, if it's a wedding, they're going to a wedding or the guy's wedding, or they see each other at a mutual friend's wedding, or okay, I keep focusing on a wedding, but it could be any function. But if he comes to town and they're supposed to hang out with him just because he came to town... Why can't her husband just go and hang out with his friend alone? Yeah,
1: why maybe the friend doesn't even want to hang out with his wife? It's totally possible. Yeah. It's possible they just don't like each other. Yeah, maybe this will make everybody happy.
0: Yeah. I find it weird that this is something that results
1: in squabbles. I is shouldn't the say friend weird. I find upon it, it
0: concerning. Is it's the, f- the thing that's giving me pause is that. It's not the fact that she doesn't like the
1: well, friend. Well, the question is, is his friend saying, I can't wait to come into town and see your wife? <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs>
0: Is A coming? I'll only come yeah. if A is yeah, coming. Yeah, not, I can't wait to yeah, see A. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll see you too. Ha 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 ha. But I really want to. It's not her problem. She's
0: 31 years old. She knows who she wants to spend her time with. A, don't go and don't let your husband give you a hard time. It's
1: on him to make excuses for why she can't come. Yes. That's it. That's his problem. Just now. as
0: you've done for me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you?
1: <sighs> What's the usual excuse? It's like,
0: I'm too busy.
1: You're busy or you you had a, you had a bad bout of um, food poisoning. Food, yeah, food, bad, food. That one not, gets old fast. Yeah. The got, food poisoning She's got the, Rhea, she's got the Rhea again. <laughs> the Rhea.
0: <laughs> Okay. So Andy, as the husband in the room who has to make excuses for his wife not wanting to come and see his friends. Yeah. What advice do you have here?
1: Uh, my advice to her is to say it's your problem. I'm mm. not coming. I'm not doing it. I love you. I, I, I'm i happy you have your friendship and it's your friendship. Yes. Not mine. Yes. I'm going to be at home watching Netflix and chilling by myself.
0: Yes. Amazing. That well, sounds like my kind of night.
1: Yeah. Well, your night is playing fantasy, uh, fantasy, fantasy. I was going to say fantasy Island seven. Final yes. fantasy.
0: Fantasy Island.
1: <laughs> Final fantasy seven. I'm officially, on I'm officially Island, I'm like intrigued. a senior citizen. No, F- Final Fantasy Seven is your game.
0: Except now I'm all, all hung up on Fantasy Island. Have
1: you ever seen Fantasy Island?
0: No. Is that a show?
1: Oh, wow. You just made me feel like Methuselah. Fantasy Island is like a show in the 70s. It was like it was the first, I think, mega sitcom hit in America. Oh, it was man. on a cruise ship. It was oh. a bunch of people on a cruise ship, like, getting together and having sexes and all but sorts
0: of stuff. having sexes? Yeah. That sounds like a misnomer, though. Where's the island aspect? Did the cruise ship stop off at islands?
1: Now I'm questioning whether it was... Oh, uh, I was confused. Sorry. no, sorry. Okay, let me start that one again. <laughs> love boat is the, <laughs> is the show that i was thinking of okay. love boat was on a cruise i've ship, heard of love and i boat. think fantasy island was kind of like on the heels of love boat but love boat was the original i'm now oh, starting gee. to have
0: doubts that fantasy island exists
1: uh, uh excuse me a lot of people will take issue with that there was a couple big actors who came out of fantasy island okay it's a big deal
0: okay a i think it's clear what we think about this just because your husband has a friend doesn't mean that you have to be friends with them. Yeah,
1: not your problem. This
0: is one of the wonderful times where in a relationship, your independence yeah. comes to the rescue. I don't need to hang out with your friend. I have my own friends. We yes. don't have to share all the same social everything.
1: Yeah. We're, we, we're not a parcel. We are two people. We can have slightly different lives. Yes. Enjoy your friend. Yes. I will enjoy not your friend.
0: <laughs> okay. A. Have fun. Alone with your Netflix. All right, Andy, I think then that's a wrap for this Q&A. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you and that's to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and the TikTok.
1: And the TikTok.
0: And leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy